Welcome to Chaotic Harmony. My name is John. This is Crystal. I'm Mark. I'm Zoe. We talk about the joys and the challenges of teaching music in the elementary school classroom. We share inspiration. We share struggles. We brainstorm solutions. We would love to have you join us. Welcome to Chaotic Harmony, you guys. I am here with Jonathan. Hello. And Sasha. Hello. We're here just to debrief from um, a- another episode debriefing from AOSA conference that we just got back with. And for this episode, I wanted to focus specifically on the topic of diversity. Mm-hmm. It was a big theme this year. Okay. And I was grateful for it. I think it's a discussion that we need to have as as music teachers it's really it's a hot topic in a lot of the online forums i know all the facebook groups are kind of blowing up for elementary music teachers with a, a bit of a folk song debate yes. these days and we've we've kind of just dis, like discussed do we want to tackle that on the podcast and it's a really sticky issue it's hard it is hard, yeah. um, but I, I just wanted to kind of focus this episode on what does AOSA say? What is the work that this wonderful organization is doing to support us as we wade through these new waters? And what were your takeaways from conference? And I wanted to start with Jonathan. Um, Why is jo- that? <laughs> Why is <laughs> well, that? Well, <laughs> because you attended the session um, where they talked. It was mm-hmm. the diversity panel. So um, I wanted to start just kind of with your thoughts from that, and then we'll jump from there. Certainly. Well, first mm-hmm. off, I didn't know that this was our like a big focus the first yeah. year. This is my first ORF conference, and so oh, there was a bunch of new things thrown at me. So I wasn't sure what was normalized and what was new. But mm-hmm. um, the diversity uh, quorum form—I don't know what you call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all had different names as we were walking <laughs> over to the um, area. Yeah. But um, it was a nice place for us to just talk and converse. There wasn't anything big. It was mostly just get to know the fact that. Here at AOSA, we have people of color, and they mm-hmm. and we want like the, we not just that we exist, but we're big you know, port parts of AOSA, yeah. and we need to connect to make sure that we aren't just stranded islands. Yeah. Um, and you said that it was a packed house. It was a well, it was a small venue. Got it. Okay. But it was a packed house in that small venue. They, yeah. I don't think they really. Um, I think they didn't weren't sure how many people were going to show up. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there was a lot of people, yeah. both uh, people of color, but also Caucasians as well, sure. just sharing and conversing and growing. From, uh, it was great. That's um, fantastic. I was only really there cool. for a small portion. Yeah. And to talk about diversity in the Salt Lake City or f- AOSA 2019 conference, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. it didn't so much happen there. From there, it was great just to connect. It was uh-huh. really interesting. Um, I met up with the Sacramento Orf chapter uh-huh. president. His name is Genesis um, Santos. Shout out. Shout out. And <laughs> ironically, um, he went to SDSU mm-hmm. and graduated back. Uh, you're welcome to correct me, Genesis. I think it was 13. I think oh. It's 13. Oh, you know him. We overlapped one year. Oh, Look okay. at that. Yeah. Oh, we just I know. Him. I know of him. Okay. I know of Genesis. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. And so, but the thing is because... Um, I graduated in 2012 in Portland, Nazarene, and mm-hmm. also a lot of my friends from high school mm-hmm. were around that time. Like he, like there's a lot, there's overlap, and it's, it was cool to not just connect in a cultural way, or in a, I guess in an ethnic way, but also in a just this is one connected community everybody and you guys are are both filipino so you guys that is correct yeah you um you connected on that point and i remember you coming back to the house after that meeting and just saying how cool it was that you were connecting with other filipino orf um you know teachers very much so yeah and finding each other and that was a big focus in some of the sessions too did you get to attend i did okay before i jump onto that like one thing for me um 
I don't know for those who've actually actually talked to me in person or just from your engagement on the YouTube's watching <laughs> me speak in this microphone, but um, I'm a very I'm kind of a shy person. Mm-hmm. I don't um, I'm rather I'm not a social bubble a bubbly person. But and the, the big reason is because I don't know what everyone's just so different and everyone has different toes and it's always important to respect the toes yeah i got it <laughs> as in we don't want to step on them i yes. was like toes <laughs> no, no, no you need to respect the I thought toes you said the... toads uh, yeah. oh yes <laughs> um everyone has toads believe everybody. it or not no <laughs> everybody pockets. you're right and i and that is i think one of the biggest pitfalls of all these mm-hmm. facebook conversations is it so easily goes to this place where we forget each other's humanity that's true and it's it's really close to our hearts as we record these podcasts that we want to you know remain open to learn and i think to be a good human being and also to be a good musician and a good teacher we need to approach it with openness and very much so be aware of the toes but not just that um for me because mm-hmm. i know that we it's important to be inclusive but in the same sense it's important to also recognize that there are cultural patterns Absolutely. and the fact that i n- knew the cultural patterns of fellow filipinos mm-hmm. i can joke i can be friendly in that way it was easy for me to just to be yourself to be myself exactly totally. even though i'm only half filipino i could still correlate and resonate with these individuals yeah but back to your earlier question. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I went to two. Uh, day one and day two, I started my session off with um, something of ethnic uh, f- folk music. And mm-hmm. s- or ethnic is the wrong. Uh, I think it's Philip ethnic. is Filipino. Well, actually, the first one, was, was... Uh, first one was first one was with Natasha Thurman. Shout oh, out. Gotcha. Shout out. Uh, and she was uh, using Korean folk songs cool. to um, teach in an or fashion nice it was a lot of fun just you were, you were there we were yeah. there it was fantastic mm-hmm. and and that when you asked cold mm-hmm. what were these diversity um things you picked up on i immediately thought of her uh-huh. session and at, particularly at the end someone asked how how do you teach this to students mm-hmm. um and do you have any korean students and she teared up because for the first time Mm-hmm. In her teaching career, mm-hmm. she had Filip- uh, not Filipino, sorry, <laughs> Korean students, and yeah. it was just so touching to see that mm-hmm. as someone who sees students who look like me every single day. Yeah, it's what a what a treasure that is to be able to teach people who have similar shared experience. Sinner- yes, yeah. absolutely. It yeah. was very touching, and it was a light bulb moment for me mm-hmm. of. It's important to share and show what everyone in the school looks like, what they mm-hmm. sing at home, what they what they eat at home. A lot of her session yeah. was about food, and it was fantastic to just kind of deep dive into that. And yeah. the best part about that is that even though there are students that won't eat, eat kimchi, like everyone can understand food. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, everyone can. Like the yes. table is where people can meet at, and the table is where people can enjoy or not enjoy the food but at least can work around and understand the cultures of how it, uh, how different foods taste mm-hmm. and why mm-hmm. people enjoy different things it's a reflection of the culture essentially absolutely um, and so using something as simple that and that people understand as food or games is what also Natasha used as well yeah and she had this dice game that Mark definitely <laughs> went on Amazon mm-hmm. bought, the bought dice. like immediately yes yeah well she was a recorder instructor for levels this she summer was, and yes. she's we love you she's Natasha been... can we just say that we have so many wonderful memories with you you were such a gentle and generous recorder teacher with us and you were perfect for us in Chula Vista <laughs> um, and she left us like not only Korean food um, when they left <laughs> that we all like totally fought yes, over <laughs> like who gets what um, we 
a loving community, but when food's on the table, we... Oh, bring it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be Claws are out. No. Oh, pizza with tofu. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Pizza with tofu. Um, but she also introduced us to Korean Jacks, and uh, we've had so much fun with that. And yeah. I also got to talk to Sharon Cho at Quaver. Okay. Shout out. Shout out. Um, we, uh, we had a wonderful conversation about... She gave me a tour. We're piloting Quaver in our district, so mm-hmm. I'm one of the schools who's giving Matt a pilot, so she, she kind of walked me through it to tell me all the wonderful things about it, and she also shared with me when we got on the topic of diversity that she was an English learner as a child um, because we have all of us have a very yes, high percentage do. of English learners um, and I asked her well what was your language and she said it was Korean mm-hmm. and I was like oh um, so she she came in not speaking any and, and just understands firsthand what it feels like to be thrust into a classroom where you don't speak the language and it's overwhelming but mm-hmm. how beautiful that we get to be a safe place in music where everybody can participate well, very you much know, so. Yeah. Music um, is universal. Music is universal, and there are things that we can do and be aware of to make sure that it's safe. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, back to Natasha, something that I thought of, because I've tried to every year bring into um, the repertoire of my kids mm-hmm. uh, just music of different cultures. Yeah. Whether it's my own, whether it's someone else's, it's always like we need to push different cultures. And one student, like, we have a, I have a cordial enough relationship that he was bold enough to ask this question mm-hmm. because it was a little awkward question. Like, why are we always learning music about other people? Mm-hmm. Why don't we learn? Like, why don't I learn about American music? It's I like, love your answer. And my, well, first off, my response is, well, we are. Uh-huh. It's called, I'm the teacher. You're the student. <laughs> well, we were, the ironic part is we were learning an American folk song at that moment, but I did. Uh-huh. I was the majority of the stuff we do, do work on is mm-hmm. not um, typical uh, from. United States American music we sure. learned uh, different cultures yeah and um, something that Natasha shared was uh, I was constantly writing because we uh, we didn't take pictures or video but I, did, I wrote as many notes as possible so I can then yeah. reflect on it right um, something she shared in the session was <clears throat> rather than learning about the greatest and the best which is what we do a lot in music uh-huh. the greatest hits of yeah. music or the best yes. examples of the different yes. mm-hmm. periods right. be yes. it currently or even mm-hmm. be it of the greatest of the greats learning about Bach yeah. learning yeah, about yeah. Beethoven which there's a purpose I'm like on the edge of my seat what did she say <laughs> wait and see I didn't even know but like because we do focus on that but <laughs> uh-huh. rather than learning about the greatest and the best here uh-huh. you learn about all things you learn yeah. about all col- uh, all colors mm-hmm. and imagine all the colors imagine yeah you imagine you had a palette of paint and you mm-hmm. were ju- just working with blues and blue is a wonderful color Beautiful. don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but again you're working with all the shades of blue but what about those other things you could work with right mm-hmm. and why not be exposed to that um mm-hmm. the next day i was also um went to another uh, event mm-hmm. with um tiffany berry shout out shout out we do this in Chula Vista. You can join next time. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do at music teacher meetings. We shout each other out. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's um, fantastic. Her session was on Philippine music. Okay. And mm-hmm. I just ate it up because... Yeah, well, totally. I wonder why. I have a but question about go for that. It. Was there anything, any songs that she taught that were things you learned as a child? Yes. And oh, the thing is actually... Fantastic. Um, I was sharing this with her later on in the diversity quorum mm-hmm. AOSA Salt Lake City 2019 <laughs> insert word but um, <laughs> it's a mouthful it's, it's a mouthful <laughs> I, it was, um, I my mom uh, moved from the Philippines to the United States um, after my brother was born so my brother was born in the Philippines but we mm-hmm. moved because of different reasons um, and when she moved over here 
uh, she was getting her second bachelor's because her master's over in the Philippines was seen as trash, mm-hmm. um, which is, I, that can go and I, that's a podcast in and of itself. Yeah. But, um, and it will be, it needs to be, I think we've got so much ground to cover with this, but we continue. Um, but, and so she tried her best to share as much Philippine culture as possible with being married to a man who is not Filipino, mm-hmm. who spoke a little bit Tagalog, but not a lot. Um, and also, as my dad worked, my mom was work, was working and also getting a bachelor's. It was just difficult to do everything. So there mm-hmm. wasn't a lot of Philippine songs learned. And I also, unfortunately, did not learn Tagalog. But mm. there was a song that was uh, that my mom taught me. Um, it's a song about the crab. Tong, 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 baki, tong, ki, tong. And it's more true. But um, mm. the thing is, uh, apparently... Um, Tiffany was sharing that it's not a w- very well-known song, so she Aww. was like, just kind of strugg- oh, wow. struggling with it. But when she started but singing, I, my, I, I brightened up. Aww. And I can only imagine yeah. how uh, the students uh, who, whether or not they are American, Korean, or American, Filipino, or American, African, or American, X, yeah. or if they are um, X, American. Yes. If, I mean, Natasha was talking about that. She re- She is a... She, um, she considers herself an American Korean. Uh-huh. She's very much of the American culture, but she, you know, the the Korean side of her is definitely present and Absolutely. definitely it's her family. Uh, forms who she is. Yeah. Um, and so, I can only imagine anyone with a mixed ethnicity, and for us to sing songs of uh, 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 songs of their tongue, sing songs of their culture, how much that would brighten them. Whether or not that's something they learned before, or that's something that that's resonated in them in their in their blood in their genes, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if it, yeah. If it it's powerful. Me up. The songs from your childhood are so powerful. Very much so. Absolutely. And the sounds of your family are very powerful. It's the first sounds you hear. Our family's been in the U.S. and for many generations at this point, but we are Scots Irish, mm-hmm. and I have a connection to those Celtic instruments and those sounds that just it gets in my bones and um i you know it it just awakens me and it's easier to sing and it's um it's important to recognize all of the pieces of who you are and where you come from and to paint with all the colors paint all the colors and i also (laughs) i don't want to get too deep into this i think it's it's a big topic it's a big topic and we were we said earlier in the very beginning of this this conversation Mm -hmm. that right now there is a big um, shuffle on yes. what should we do with American folk music that is so much is very problematic that's problematic yeah. and I mm-hmm. think about what you just shared that mm-hmm. these are songs of people's childhood and yes. it's understandable why they are so why people are so um, desire so much to keep this in their book right. of American folk songs right. and that's what makes this topic so tough which yeah. is going to be saved for another podcast yes it will I, a lot of the songs that I sang with my grandmother for instance, are no longer, um, you know, recommended to be taught. And I'm glad I know that because I think when you know better, you can do better. And again, we can tackle that in another podcast. Mm -hmm. But I'm learning that I need to keep the special memories with grandma um, and not pass the particular songs on. So I think that you can can receive those memories and treasure them with a a whole lot of love. Mm -hmm. But we can do better for our children. Definitely. Yeah. One last thing I want to share with Tiffany. Um, it's, it was really cool. Uh, everyone had something really important to share, but during the last five minutes, certain presenters decided this is my time to share my last bit. Mm-hmm. And Natasha definitely shared it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll pull that up later. 
But Tiffany had one last thing she wanted to share. She said, the best teachers are not uh, giving you knowledge. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that are helping you find your identity. Mm -hmm. And it's important that we don't just teach the song, but let it be a springboard to have the students share what they know of their culture. Mm -hmm. And I can only imagine if we only focus on just... Because the ORF practice uh, came from Austria, came came from Austria, went over to here in the United States, and it stayed... um, with a with a specific demographic and is now growing farther and farther, mm-hmm. and but right now a lot of the folk songs that we use are either are, are very uh, of a specific demographic, mm-hmm. and if we only stick to those folk songs, there certain students will definitely be able to springboard their identity. Yeah, but it's important. I just want to reiterate this: it's so important that we ha- have a wider palette of paints yes. so that students can then springboard their so that all students can springboard their identity. Yes. And it's important for you as an educator to have a community of people who understand, you know, where you come from mm-hmm. and that you can identify with. Because we all see the world so differently through these different lenses. And, and we need all of those perspectives at the table. We all do. of us deserve a seat at the table. And you've got to find your people, you know. And there's different groups of people that understand different pieces of you. So I'm just, I'm so glad you were with us this year, John. And I'm so glad that you're... I don't know. I just feel like you're blossoming in so many different ways. Like as you continue to get like wade deeper and deeper into the shul work and this community is incredible. It is. And we just, I want to widen the net. We're all, yes. we're, we're, we all consider ourselves ORF babies. <laughs> you know, we're still yes, learning we about this. We are, but how beautiful that people have tossed us a piece of the net and, and say, how wide can you take it? How, how many more can we catch with us? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I wanted to just briefly touch on uh, something that we talked about in the president's meeting. Um, it was uh, the the topic of how can we diversify our chapters came up and was just open for discussion. And a lot of people had some things to say about, you know, postcards that they're sending out all over their counties to invite to workshops, Facebook posts. Um, and I felt like there was a lot of joking um, about, you know, we're a very estrogen based chapter. <laughs> you know, it was kind of talked around how. I'm just going to say it. It's a white female organization. Um, There's Mm -hmm. a lot of us. Mm -hmm. And that is my group. That's Sasha's group. And here we are as incoming president and vice president of the San Diego chapter because we stepped up and said that we would do it. Thank you. Um, But I I do have mixed feelings about it. You know, I I am willing to pick up the banner and carry us forward. But I feel really strongly that it's going to be one term because... I want to set us up to widen the net. So Mm. what I shared is that we cannot expect to continue to do things the way we've been doing them and have our chapters change. Um, Or or even move forward as the country that we live in. And and San Diego is is so So diverse. diverse. Yes. Yes. But we do not reflect. There's more than 80 nationalities in Unified. Absolutely. But we don't reflect that. We don't. We And if you looked at our chapter, you Mm -hmm. see sprinkling, but it's not... It doesn't look like what it doesn't we want it to look, look like, like. It doesn't look like our classrooms. It doesn't. It, does not it doesn't look like our classrooms, all. and it doesn't even reflect our colleagues necessarily at the county mm-hmm. level. Um, there are plenty of white females, but I feel like um, Chula Vista, especially, we're a pretty diverse group of educators, and I love that. Absolutely, I mm-hmm. love that Lauren gathered us. Um, I think there needs to be diversity in age and race, and um, I 
and in so many different ways, so musical styles, um, as many ways as we can get. And so I, there are a lot of music teachers doing really good work that we don't know about because we have been so, we have been islands. Um, there, there has been so much turbulence in music education in Southern California for so long that we have kind of scattered and we've found places where we can thrive and do work on our own. And there are lots of movers and shakers that we haven't met yet. Mm-hmm. And so it's on us and I'm taking this very seriously in my term as president to find them and go into their world and say, your impact is huge. Have you heard of Orff Schulwerk? And we need your voice in order to make our, our you know, organization stronger. Yeah. And then it's on me to create a, a seat at the table. And if that means vacating my seat so that someone else can fill it and their voice can be heard, then that's what needs to happen. And I think there's a lot of fear that if you vacate your seat of power, you will lose power, but that's not <laughs> how it works. If we raise each other up, we all rise together. And that's, true. that is our ethos in Chula Vista. The, um, that's like Lauren's big, big thing. She's shout always out. saying it. Shout out, Lauren. We love you. Um, you know, when one wins, we all win. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yes, I mean, an, an injustice to one is an injustice to all. Right. And then, you know, the opposite as well. An, an empowered one is an empowered whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sasha had a really great idea when I was telling her that this is my goal. So if you want to talk about you'd, you'd, <laughs> my big project. Yeah, she's got a big project. Coming so up. something that I would really like to do, and would it be okay if there are music teachers listening in San Diego County, if they reached out to the Chaotic Harmony podcast mm-hmm, absolutely. at your email? I'd love to hear you. Chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail.com. So um, one plan that I have... And I would love help with this if anyone's willing to help. Um, <laughs> is I would um, I would like to catalog all of the elementary schools in San Diego County. Mm-hmm. So I no big deal. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> so NBA. when I looked, I I as I was waiting to get on my plane, mm-hmm. I like just Googled classrooms in San Diego County or elementary schools in San Diego County, and it on great schools it said that there were. 311 elementary schools in San Diego County, but mm-hmm. I don't believe that's really an accurate number. Is that just public? I think it's, it's just, just public. public. Yeah, sense. there's charters, there's private. So, yeah. so there's you know, homeschool organizations. There's ho- exactly. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who, who have their own music teachers? Yes, Absolutely. And yeah. so that's like just one number. Uh huh. Potentially, I'm I'm guessing there's hi- it's higher than that. So mm-hmm. find out all the elementary schools in San Diego County. That's step one. Step mm-hmm. two for me would be. Do they have any type of music or arts integration slash teacher slash club? Who knows? Mm -hmm. And then from there, figure out, is it full-time paid Mm -hmm. through the district? Is it part-time paid through the district? Is it PTO funded? Is it just after school funded? Uh Um, And I would love to get to know those numbers Uh and see what we're looking at. See how many music teachers there are, because how many are in your district alone? Yeah, yeah. There's CMEA, you want us to write an article for a journal? We're out, we're on it. <laughs> we're doing it. And then from there, I would just I would love to see like mm-hmm. what what do our teachers look like? Are they, you know, professionally trained musicians who mm-hmm. then decided to teach? Are they 
you know music ed background music ed background are they neither (laughs) yes well there's a there's a person in my district who has had three different careers and now is a music teacher and there's another person who was a police officer before becoming a music teacher so that's like dr escobedo too Mm -hmm. like those Mm -hmm. things fascinate me because Mm -hmm. that is prior experience that they are bringing in that i will never have i will Mm -hmm. never have the view of a different career right um and i mean the more we know, the better we can thrive Indeed. together. Yes. So, so that no, is my who, goal. What does our community actually look like right yes. now? How can we gather them? How can we widen the net? Mm-hmm. How can we support them? Um, because, gosh, this work is hard. And it's so hard when you're alone. And I did it for eight years alone. I don't want to do that anymore. Well, and I like you guys. There's something <laughs> that I think is very untapped. And that mm-hmm. is the elementary band mm-hmm. that is just elementary band. Yeah. yeah. Because I know that you have band and orchestra in Chula yes. Vista. Right. But it's Orphe. But it's Orphe. Yep. And Orphe. I, Orphe. I Orphe. love <laughs> watching the videos of Mark working with his band. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Doing Zudio. Yes. Yeah. It's fantastic. So but mm-hmm. there is a whole, you know, group of band teachers mm-hmm. who probably could like learn yeah. and thrive with the Orf approach yes. or not. Yeah. But just you know how but they fortunate won't, they won't know unless they know unless about they it. Know about unless they it. give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Yes, I I yep, recently I, I got off the plane. I got picked up at the airport, and my boyfriend is also a music teacher, but he teaches high school marching band. And mm-hmm. I told him, getting off that plane, you would have loved the conference because yeah. movement—that's what you do in marching band. Yes, the musicality of it. Mm-hmm. You should take level one because besides recorder but even though recorder is super important Mm -hmm. the the movement aspect of it and the musicality and how to break it down is essential to all musicians yeah and then recorder is just fun so you know then we can jam together but he i'm i'm if done in orf process like recorders are amazing instruments absolutely but it's we had no idea three it, years ago yeah. we were like why are we playing these death sticks <laughs> and then we were like oh <laughs> i don't know about you i've always loved recorder good for you i, I didn't understand it love i loved solo recorder. recorder once you got into a classroom oh, it was God. a nightmare oh i, I taught it so once without work and it was awful and so right <laughs> i'm like, still recovering you're like crawling through the woods and then all of a yes. sudden there's a path and this yeah. path works it's weird how the path works the path mm. works and you know you know what it has done for me is i have spent almost my entire adult life um, not feeling like I truly belonged in the music world because I wasn't the right style. I did not understand writing notation. I could read music. I could I could improvise on my saxophone and jazz band. That was my favorite thing. And when I learned how to scat, I loved improvising. But um, I was kind of a weirdo in that most people hated improvising. I mm. loved it. Um, and I, I did not value that that was generating creative ideas, that it was like composing on the fly. I didn't understand that and so I got into college and I was so I struggled so much in theory for so many reasons um you know and I I have a few things going on uh mentally that I'll just say it I have ADHD and a little dyslexia it makes like writing music a little hard what dyslexia (laughs) yeah no but for real though it's hard and I remember turning in a uh, music theory piece um for it was a test and I had like a little test anxiety everything was upside down and backwards and um my professor was like what happened and I'm like Oh God! <laughs> I'm you not know, sure. I was writing <laughs> retrograde, you know, inversion. It, you Don't know, you I'm, I am keeping it real right here, and I'm being real vulnerable. Like when it comes to music theory, sure. it has been hard. Um, but what Orphe, 
has done has shown me that my my ideas are valuable and I can write music and Absolutely. it doesn't have to be hard. There is a process and it just unlocks it. So I'm very grateful for it and it unlocks anybody's musical ideas. Yes. And so we need to open it up to as many people mm-hmm. as possible. Guys, we could make this episode two hours long. We could if we wanted to. We, <laughs> we, will, not, we will not do that this but time. But some, we will continue it. Something I wanted to share. Yes. Because I was there when you guys were talking about, uh-huh. you were talking about just doing a one-term yeah. presidency. Yeah. And as someone who respects both of you deeply, it really mm-hmm. kind of shook me a little bit. Oh. Because I was a little, oh man, these people have a lot of great ideas, and for mm-hmm. Crystal to step down, someone else to take take up. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. What would happen if something, you know, if the direction goes a different way? Like mm-hmm. everyone has their own ble- uh, ideas, but going back to Carl Orff's, I know that's fear, and that's we're a, not going to listen to and it. And that's a lit- well, I think fears are important, but we need to we need to use fears to th- reflect and mm-hmm. then question: Are these fears legitimate or not? Okay, and I think. The, the biggest thing is this fear is a legitimate one, mm-hmm. but if we want to take the ORF method seriously, mm-hmm. we need to approach this like, like a wildflower because Absolutely. it has to be, it has to be given to someone else. Right. Cause it your does. term will eventually end up. It will. No matter if it's one term or two terms. And do you want to mm-hmm. be the person that sets the standard mm-hmm. or do you want to be the person that tries to hold on too long? Well, and I recognize that I am part of the group that holds the power. And so it is my job to pull someone else up. Absolutely. So if I do my job right, it won't be a problem that and I'm serving one term. And if our community does it right, we will right. help each other out. I want to end this discussion with something that we dug up. Um, so like I said, we're all ORF babies. And our chapter, <laughs> our chapter's gone through an interesting revolution lately. Um, <laughs> okay, that's the Chula Vista thing. That's our air horn sound whenever yes. anything is good. And, and Shout animals. out to Hans. It's same, thank you, Hans. Victoria. I know. Mark. Yeah, and it's now spreading to new friends. We oh, made yeah, a conference. So. It's so dumb, but it's so great. Um, so here is a letter from our um, from our president that I have not had the pleasure of meeting because she was gone by the time we showed up. Um, mm. San Diego hosted uh, the ORF conference uh, two years before any of us knew what ORF Shulwark was. And it just like grieves us that we were in town and we were doing work in this and we had no idea who these amazing people were and what they were doing. We had well, no idea. I was there. Yo, you were. I, w- I monitored. I speak for us. So. It's okay. No, yeah. I monitored and mm-hmm. it counted as... Um, in my undergrad, we had to do X amount of concert or okay. uh, conference hours. So I went and I monitored, and it was incredible. And I yeah. think this is part of the little seeds that I just... Which is how you knew to take levels. Which is now how I knew to take and levels. And she found us Chula Vista. Mm-hmm. But it was... I, I only was there for one day, and mm-hmm. I monitored, I think, three sessions. But holy cow. It's amazing, It right? was incredible. And I just had no, I- I had no idea. I yeah. felt so robbed. I, but I have to say that was the year that I felt that I had this very strong premonition that I was the work at the school I was at was done and it started in November so mm. I can't help blew. but feel like I got the ORF vibes um so it, it flew into San Diego I received them um it did and uh so anyway after the conference our current president sent out the following letter I'm going to read some experts um experts excerpts she's the expert <laughs> reading excerpts yes um so our chapter um was founded in 1977 and officially became a chapter in 1979 so this is our 40th year it's Shout a big out. deal. Shout out. 
Um, so wel- and so she says, welcome to our 40th anniversary year, um, talking about when it was chartered. Um, learning from the past, looking to the future. Um, and then, so she goes on to say that 2015-16 was a truly historic year for SDOSA for hosting the national conference. The theme was Waves into Learning. Um, and, uh, and many people who were in the chapter at the time were there. Um, but what she goes on to say is beginning with our original charter as an official AOSA chapter, she acknowledges that 1979 um, is our 40th year, and they went, they set out to compile a history of the evolution of our chapter. And then she talks about where they came from and all the brilliant creative people who kept this chapter alive for as long as they did. And then she says the face of SDAOSA is in a season of change. Many past members and leaders are now officially in retirement or will be in the near future. The chapter's future will depend on the willingness of the next generation of members to continue the tradition of serving. In both uh, small and large capacities, we ask that all carefully consider ways you can contribute as lives and circumstances allow because it was time for her to step down and uh, and let somebody else take over. And when we read that, we all just felt chills um mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't know this person um and we didn't know uh many of the past members because they all retired in a huge wave right after that last conference ended and i know it was a struggle for that chapter to pull off the conference because of their how how small they were and because so many of them were close to retirement um but they so wanted to see the work continue and it was it went through about a year and a half to two years of them barely hanging on by a thread and then all of a sudden and um, all 30 of us who took level one invaded and took over. And um, how beautiful is that, that we get to continue this work and it's up to us to take the the foundation that they started and carry it on. Hmm. So onward and upward, the theme was ORF elevated. Hmm. Time to level up. Level, level up. up. Thank Shout you out very to much. Drew Bullington. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. Um, so thanks. Yeah. Thanks for doing this work with me, you guys. Hey, before um, I move on, I think we have a spiccato from Sasha. So this is like a little djembe-esque drum. <laughs> My mother brought it from a trip she went on, but I can't recall where. Um, and so for me, well, for, I'll let you look at it. Does anyone want to go first with our spiccato? It's Do like, you have an idea, John? May I? I Absolutely. Mean, of course. Would you like to hold it? Uh, yes, I can feel the essence. Um, <laughs> I, don't, don't need to feel take it Feel the weird. essence of this cute little djembe. I How mean, you? the uh, the obvious thing mm-hmm. is you could play it, play the beat. Yeah. Oh, no. Try to keep a steady beat. It doesn't have a terrible sound. It no, doesn't. Actually, it actually got a nice little sound. I wouldn't expect a percussionist to have something that sounded bad. Uh, it sounds better when, when John plays it. It's nice that it's not too loud, too, so you can give yeah. it to the kid who needs mm-hmm. to, like, yes. calm down. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, you can tap the bottom. Mm-hmm. Can you blow into it? Of course you can. My flute skills, I think, is a little too big of a diameter. <laughs> Jonathan is a flautist. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> is it Mistakes dusty? were made. I'm so sorry. Mistakes were made. Okay. Um, it sits... So this this in my house sits with the instruments that I have gathered from when I have traveled to other countries. Okay. I really like this even a though lot. that I'm pretty sure that's I, my mother brought it to me, so, so I don't I, know where it's from. I would use this in kindergarten um, as like a uh, pre-instrument, you know, before mm-hmm. I gave them one. Mm-hmm. You know, the okay. best listener gets to hold it. I, yeah. I'm a fan of that. I have all of my little stuffed friends who do that. So the best listener um, or the best singer gets to hold uh, Fortissimo Frog, um, and uh, 
uh, they love it or Mozart the cow Mozart. Um, Mozart so this you know it's just another little thing just a fun thing oh my gosh he gets to be the first one to hold the instrument how fun is that mm-hmm. maybe if everybody else has rhythm sticks would you like to play the drum you know um, so that's that would be good that's a nice little reinforcement it's what I, I actually, would do I'm John what would you that. do yeah because I don't know if you said what you no, would do no I didn't I was just you feeling just the essence it. you know <laughs> Essence. Um, I think similar to Crystal, the whole idea of it being the visual representation of it uh, of a soloist. Mm -hmm. So you give it to a student, Mm -hmm. maybe that student would hold it and then do like a movement by um, by themselves, and then everyone's kind of maybe use it for shadowing, Mm -hmm. and then they pass it to somebody else. It's a tangible visual representation instead of just pointing you right. Do this well, and I think kids are such visual. When you see who is supposed Mm -hmm. to have it, it makes such a big difference. And Mm -hmm. oh, I will listen to that person mm-hmm. are you pointing to me are you pointing to mm-hmm. crystal mm-hmm. and all yeah. sense of ownership as well because like that's mm-hmm. a tangible item absolutely yes if it's got a nice texture how it do does. you use it um okay so i went to a handful of drumming mm-hmm. sessions at conference and i was very inspired by how drums are part of most musical traditions mm-hmm. and i would bring it in as, and I've been wanting to do this with my fifth graders, a project on the music that they've grown up with or their parents grew up with and where they would research it, bring it in, and present it, like 10 minutes maybe. Mm-hmm. So for me, it would be, I would say, you know, this is a drum that traditionally comes from Africa, but there are many drums that look very similar that come from different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Um and for me, this would not be a drum that I would say would recommend re- represent where I my family is from, mm-hmm. but it's just like a, a visual. And so I would want them to go home and research a type of percussive instrument that mm-hmm. comes from the music that they their families listen to or oh. goes with their culture. Love it. So it's a little prop. A little prop. Um, but I I have used it in the past. <laughs> um, you know, there's always that one child that just doesn't stop. Yeah. So <laughs> this is what they get to play. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, like it. It's quiet. Because it's quiet. It's quiet. Yes. And I am. I do this with everything. So I yeah. use pipe cleaners oh, for yep. um, for like recorder or the yep. mallets. Okay. Um, uh, what else do you know like yeah yeah, yeah. They, there's just that one kid and i don't You're want to pay attention or you get this yes yeah. but then there's some kids who can't they just cannot sit right. still and i still want them to participate mm-hmm. and you know there's times when i say you get to play air drum or you get to play air recorder or you get to play the glockenspiel with your fingers but i've noticed that that doesn't help them focus right. if they mm-hmm. still have something tangible to hold on to it helps them to it grounds them it does yes. yeah so this is more of a you would have played when you weren't supposed to. Here's your, <laughs> Here's instrument. your instrument. I but think it's brilliant. Yes, it helps. It helps. And I don't want, I hate taking away instruments. It kills me. But I know. You never want to humiliate someone. Sometimes you got Thanks do for it. sharing that, Sasha. Yeah. You're welcome. All right. And we do Bef- have. Oh. But before we go to yes. our round of the week, quick left turn. Um, to those listening and also those uh, viewing, thank you so much for helping support us. Uh, it helps us a lot if you'd be willing to go even farther and go on iTunes or any, um, mainly iTunes actually, just iTunes. Uh, <laughs> if you give us a review, that'd be wonderful. That way we can help ex- uh, expand this community to a wider audience mm-hmm. and um, just so that everyone can start sharing. So not just you, but also other people that you don't know. Just start, so it just gives us visibility pretty much. So if you could... Uh, 
give us a review. That'd be great. Also, please follow us on YouTube. That'd be helpful very mm-hmm. much. So, once again, for the visibility. Thanks, yep. guys. Well, guys, we're going to do a round of the week. Round of the week. But it's not really a round of the week. Um, so in the spirit of uh, me putting myself out there and starting to share my own musical ideas, I am going to share our theme song today uh, that we jammed on. So it is a tune that I use every day in kindergarten, but I have not valued my own ideas enough to put, give them to other music teachers. So okay. here it is, guys. This is me putting myself out there. Um, so it's a tune that popped into my head when I was driving home from an ORF meeting in Northern California. It was a long drive and I was full of music. And so it just kind of came out. Um, um, and I use it with kindergarten because a lot of my kinder I have a lot of very young kindergartners this year. Mm-hmm. Over half of them didn't go to preschool wow. mm. and a lot of them were still four. And so walking all the way across campus to the room took forever and then it just didn't feel <laughs> safe for them. So right. lots of criers. So I really, I felt very strongly I need to make music feel safe. I need to make it safe from the minute they walk into the door. So how can we walk into the door and have it be like, yay, we're in the music room. So this little tune just popped into my head. It's not really round, but it'll work. Let's um, do it. All right. So it goes like this. It goes, welcome to the music room. Clap, 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 clap. Welcome to the music room. Welcome to the music room. It's time to play. And then we go, we can use our bodies. Dance, 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 dance. We can use our bodies. Dance, dance. They really get into it. We can use our bodies. Dance, 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 dance. It's time to dance. We can use our voices. And they go, la, 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 la. We can use our voices. La, 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 la. We can use our voices. La, 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 la. It's time to sing. It's time to sing. Yes, and they, they do echo it. So let's try Welcome to the Music Room. Mm-hmm. And we'll I think it's, Let's do that real I think quick. it's important to point out that your kindergartners can sing those low notes. They can. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's we play possible. with our high voices and low voices. Yes. Welcome to the music room. 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 It's time to play. It's time to play. There you go. And then we all hold hands and crisscross applesauce. And it just kind of instantly solved a little problem for me. So it. there you go. I'm gonna steal By it. By Crystal Pridmore. Steal it. Have fun. Thanks for listening, you guys. Um, know that we are doing this work together. If you have ideas for us, we are open and receptive. We we need your voice. All of you. So help us do better. Help us know better. Help us do better. Um, and we would love to hear from you. Uh, so email us, chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail.com. Yes. Um, follow me on Twitter at Finny Vapa. You can follow me at Mr. Selgman, S-M-R-S-E-L-I-G-M-A-N. You can follow me at Miss Stone, M-S-S-T-O-N-E, mm-hmm. music. And hey, let's set the world on fire. What do you say? Yeah. Sounds good. Bring it. Just make sure we clean up afterwards. Okay. Sounds good. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. The Chaotic Harmony Podcast is a joint project between Crystal Pridmore, Jonathan Seligman, Zoe Kumagai, and Mark Keemer. You can find us online at chaoticharmonyclassroom.com. You can email us at chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail and let us know what you think. Give us feedback about what you would like to hear in future episodes. We're on all the socials. Find us on facebook.com slash chaoticharmonyclassroom. You can find us on Twitter at chclassroom, Instagram at chaoticharmonyclassroom, and you can even find our episodes on YouTube. Chaotic Harmony is the name of our channel. Special thanks to Brian Pridmore for his help with production and equipment. www.pridmoria.com.